The Walking Philosophers Club Every evening at seven, the Walking Philosophers Club meets at the park to walk and talk. When Sock dreamed up the club a couple years ago, the idea was to walk a few miles while discoursing on lofty topics like art, beauty, God, the meaning of life, and, of course, the very real possibility that life has no meaning at all. Just whatever you conjure up in your crazy head, say, making money or doing good deeds or rooting for the Yankees or collecting rare bird feathers. Originally, the club met weekly on Wednesdays, but that quickly turned into twice a week and then three times a week until finally Sock said, oh hell, let's just meet every evening and if no one shows up, no one will know. And some evenings no one shows. Ice, bitter cold, heavy rain, NFL playoff games. But other evenings, especially those first deliciously warm evenings in early spring, half the town turns out and, as expected, a pent-up yakathon ensues and philosophical jibber-jabber abounds. Sock shows up several times a week. He's home from work by six, has eaten dinner with the family and cleaned up the kitchen, and Sally needs a walk anyway, so off they go for the short stroll over to the park. Now Sock, a striver his whole life, always pushing, always wanting more, always demanding, and always disgruntled, has mellowed. He actually feels a good deal of the time contented. Getting outside every day, going for a walk, has been a big part of that contentment. Sure, in the early days of the Walking Philosophers Club, Sock marched at a brisk pace and blabbed and blabbed and blabbed, a real know-it-all who never shut up. But no more. Sock lets others set the pace now. And when he does speak, it's typically with brevity and a touch of humor of the self-deprecating variety whenever possible. Tonight's a chilly one, coldest night since last spring, but Sock believes there's no such thing as bad weather, only the wrong clothing. He pulls on his lightweight down jacket and stuffs gloves and wool hat into the pockets just in case. Sally, a beagle-foxhound mix, waits at the door, leash in her mouth. She's a first-class dog, knows Sock's moods better than Sock himself. And so off they go, old pals. No one's at the park. Sock's not surprised. It's a Monday, cold and windy, and it'll be dark in half an hour. Only the diehards, the true walking philosophers, come out in the dark. Sock has no problem walking in the dark. In fact, he likes it. At least he tells himself he does. And really, isn't that half the battle? He takes what comes. There are sidewalks and streetlights, after all, and he always carries a flashlight for those routes that include unlit roads and trails. Sock waits a few minutes for any stragglers. At ten after seven, he and Sally head across the park to start the two-mile Lyceum Hill Loop. Just you and me tonight, old buddy, old pal. Just you and me. 
But then he hears someone call, Hello, excuse me, I'm looking for the folks who walk. Sock turns, sees a woman ambling purposely toward him. You're looking for the Walking Philosophers Club. Yes, such a great name. I probably would have called it the Philosophers Walking Club. Ha, said Sock, I thought about that. In fact, I mulled over which word to place in front of the other for quite some time. The newbie closes the distance between them and says, So then you must be the walking philosopher. Ha, I would never be so presumptuous, says Sock. But I most certainly do walk, and I am the founder and charter member. Well, splendid, and are you off with your hound? to walk and philosophize? I am indeed, we are, we are indeed. And so, may I join you? I would be honored. Then let's be off. And across the park, and up Lyceum Hill they go. I'm Sock, says Sock. Well, I'm very pleased to meet you, Sock. That's a fine hound you have there. Indeed she is, says Sock, and an existentialist, too, of the first order, believes 100% in free will, and even seven years into her existence, she cannot accept for even a second that anyone else, including me, the human who feeds and walks her, has the right to inflict their will upon her, finds the whole notion of it both maddening and ridiculous. That little hound, she is the canine Jean-Paul Sartre. Well, three cheers and bravo for the pup, says the newest member of the Walking Philosophers Club. She and I could be soulmates. Show me a creature who does not seek control over his or her existence, and I'll show you a doormat. Sock nods and quotes the Dane. The most common form of despair is not being who you are. Kierkegaard? Ah, none other. The only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your very existence becomes an act of rebellion. Ah, says Sock, delighted, crazy Camus. Yes, she says, and do you recall his four conditions for happiness? Well, says Sock, maybe not all four, but really the whole idea of the Walking Philosophers Club came about because of condition numero uno. Ah, yes, and and which condition would that be? The need, says Sock, to live as much of one's life as possible out in the open air. Of course, she says. We stay too much inside, says Sock, closed up in small spaces. Yes, she agrees, in our little cells. It's such a shame. And the other three conditions for happiness, do you know those? Well, number two, says Sock, and one I have of late finally embraced with all my heart and soul, for it was beating me down, making me surly, and turning me old before my time. So yes, what is it? Freedom from ambition. Ah, how true. Blame the Puritans, says Sock. They inflicted that nonsense on us eons ago. She laughs and says, These youngsters from the generations near the end of the alphabet? I believe you mean Gens Y and Z, says Sock. Yes. Well, says Sock, I live with a few of them. 
my offspring. Well, adds Sock's companion, who has yet to offer her name, as they slow on the steep part of Lyceum Hill, they seem to reject all that ambition nonsense out of hand. It's lifestyle and leisure time first, money-grubbing and striving a distant second. Oh, to the devil with striving, laments Sock, and glad he is, this energetic lass popped around to stroll. I am all done with striving. Life is too short, she sings. Life should be a lark, he adds. Ah, that, she says, could be the philosopher's song. And now tell me this, Sock. You've knocked two of Camus' four conditions out of the park. Can you take a swing at the other two? He looks at her curiously and asks, Did somebody send you? God knows. Hmm, says Sock. I hope you can, because suddenly I can't. Can't what, he asks. Can't remember the other two, she croons and laughs. Love, announces Sock, love. To have any shot at happiness at all, you must have love. Of course, she says, someone and hopefully something to love. What utter futility, says Sock, is life without love. A total drag, she says. Emotional imprisonment, says Sock. And now, all this decided, they walk a ways in silence, up and over Lyceum, and back down into town. Creation, she shouts, the silence all gone. Creation? That is Camus' fourth condition for happiness. Creation. Sock lets out a hoot. Good God, of course. It's the one thing humans can do that no other creature on earth can. Create. Sure, other creatures can procreate, but they cannot create. Art, war, religion, philosophy. Yes, philosophy. The walking philosopher's club, she shouts, and pounds Sock on the back. The four conditions for happiness. Live outside as much as possible. Chuck ambition. Love with reckless abandon. And create your world in your image. Never, ever in anyone else's. Yes, she sings. Yes, yes, yes. I think we've got it. And now, sock, good luck. It's been great good fun, but I must be off. So soon, asks sock. Yes. But, but wait, you never told me your name. Oh, sorry. I'm Sally, same as your pup, Sally. And poof, a second later, and Sally's gone. Sock doesn't think he told Sally Sally's name. But he's not sure, can't remember, doesn't know, not with any certainty. But where did she go, this lovely lass? Sally, where did she go? She has vanished into thin air. Was she ever really here? Or was it just he and his hound strolling through the lovely night?